Hi, all. I'm Wendy Fralick. I'm the executive director of the Center for Individuals with Physical Challenges. Welcome to our podcast, Get Centered. We are here today in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we are recording this at the BART Center for Music Recording Studio. We hope you enjoy. I would like to introduce the center's director of member services, Vicki Holler. Welcome to the show, Vicki. It's nice to be here. I would love to start this session by saying, what is the center? Well, that's a very good question because when we go to health fairs and we have to describe what we are, we're very unique as we provide a lot of adaptive recreation to people that have physical challenges. And that includes anything from art, horticulture, fitness, education, and just a variety of things that people want to do. So we get to share that with this community, and we're very lucky to be able to do that. What's the mission of the center? Well, we really attempt to improve the quality of life for people that have any kind of physical challenge. And a lot of times people don't understand really what a physical challenge may include. So that can include people that have like hypertension, diabetes, and obesity, that kind of trifecta creates a situation where somebody is more likely to have more physical challenges or have something occur, like a stroke. So if they come to the center and maybe participate in some of our adaptive activities, maybe that would be less likely to happen. So you talk about looking at folks who were maybe trying to impact on the front end, but what about people that the center serves that already have a physical challenge? Can you describe what kind of population those people represent? It represents a wide variety of things. So it can be things that impact their motor skills, such as a stroke or traumatic brain injury or spinal cord injury. It can be uh, something that also if affects their cognition uh, or their speech, and that might have been a stroke, but it could also be an autoimmune disorder that is affecting their cognition or their speech. It can affect their vision. So our members look like a wide variety of things. You'll see some people in wheelchairs. You'll see some people walking around without a device. Some people in the community think in order to have a physical challenge, you have to be in a wheelchair. And that's not our population. Our population is a wide gamut of physical abilities and challenges. It's also a wide gamut of ages. We're a very unique community, a very diverse community, where everybody kind of helps one another, and it's just very complementary of one another. So I think we all learn every day what that looks like and what people can do for each other. I completely agree, and I think that's one of the most amazing things about the center is just the amount of support there. But in just sort of expanding upon who the center serves, we're talking about people with spinal cord injuries, limb amputations. You mentioned stroke survivors, people with chronic conditions who may or may not have been born with them but now have them, such as muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's disease. Just to show that wide gamut, using your word, of how broad that really is of the people that we serve I think is really important. What makes the center so unique? You talk about it being unique. What is it that makes it so unique? Well, there are a lot of places that you could go and you could exercise. There are a lot of fitness places that you can go. But with the center, you have fitness, if that's what you're interested in. You have exercise classes, but then you also have the arts and you have horticulture and you have 
different ways to express yourself. You have speech. TU comes over and does speech and communication and memory and cognition. There are other places throughout the United States that have one of those things, but we are very unique in that we, have, we mesh all those things together. And a lot of times, people that become a member at the center think they want to come for exercise or they think they want to come for speech, then they end up in the art room because it's just such a supportive environment in the art studio that they find out that they can do a lot of different things. They can get all those needs met and not have to go to a hundred different places to do that. And I think that's really how the center's unique. And one of the things, too, about the center is that, you know, we started in 1957, and when we started, it wasn't an acquired physical challenge. It was something that they were born with. And now we serve that population, but the majority of our population is people that have somehow acquired through an illness or an accident or something like that. So our population is a lot more varied than it used to be. We've grown. Absolutely. And, you know, when I think about the uniqueness of the center, it's that, you know, we're the only adaptive recreational facility in all of Northeast Oklahoma. Argument is there that we are the only one in all of Oklahoma and regionally. In addition, we offer aquatics, Mm -hmm. yoga, youth programming. We offer adaptive sports, wheelchair softball, wheelchair basketball, power soccer, bocce. Just the breadth of what we're able to offer at the center really is unmatched. Is that not true? Well, and I tell people, just because something's happened in your life doesn't mean you can't be competitive anymore, Mm -hmm. especially with like all those sports that you just mentioned. If you want to compete, you can compete on a national level even. I mean, because with our basketball and softball and even bocce, we've done regional and national tournaments. So Yeah, you can still be as active as you want to be, and you can still be as competitive as you want to be. So you only challenge yourself. And I mean, ideally, eventually, we'd have members that go to the Paralympics, right? Wouldn't that be the ultimate goal for us? Well, and we have had members that have gotten to the finals to where they are like number four in the nation or they're in the top 10. So we start out by identifying those people through their recreation experience and then competing, and then they continue to challenge themselves and continue to develop if that's what they want to do. Yeah. And we can provide those supports as the center yeah, to I mean, give them what they need to achieve their goals, right? Yeah, especially like with our wheelchair, softball, basketball, uh, the bocce, and with cycling. I mean, when I give a tour of the center, I'm always showing people the fleet of bikes, cycles that we have, and just trying to get them involved and get them active in any sort of sport because it's fun. I mean, and that's the whole goal. I mean, you can still have fun. So you talk about cycling. You know, we have the hand cycles. We have recumbent bikes. We have the pedal cycles. Talk to me about where you all do cycling. So we go to the river once a week. And, I mean, even people that are visually impaired because we have numerous, uh, several tandem bikes. And like I ride with a man who has, he's visually impaired because of MS and, and we ride the bike. And once a week, some people go one mile and some people go 14 miles. Uh, It depends on the weather. It depends on your skill set. You get fitted for a cycle before you go out there. So you have a real, 
really good idea of what you're going to be riding. So if you need a hand cycle because of a spinal cord injury or possibly an amputation, we have those things available. And even people like from the VA will come to see us to get a visual of what they want before they try to order something. So we've even, we're getting referrals from throughout the state so that they can come and look at the type of equipment they may want to pursue. The center has a rock climbing wall, which again, talking about adaptive equipment, can you speak to the adaptive equipment for the rock climbing wall that allows people even with spinal cord injuries to be able to climb the wall? That is not my area of expertise. (laughs) The climbing wall is not. But I do know that they have special seating for people that can only use their upper body so that they can use their upper body and still safely go up that 25 or 30 feet of wall, however far they get. Um, People challenge themselves in that they put a piece of tape wherever they get And then they'll come back the next week and try to do better than they did before. Or some people go in there and they try to climb to a certain point in a certain amount of time and are trying to beat their time. So there's all kinds of ways to challenge yourself and have a good time. And they seem to really enjoy it. The climbing wall is a fairly new thing to us. And we have like five or six staff that are totally trained in doing that, and they know a lot more about it than I do. And at the top of the wall, there's a bell, and if they get to the top, they ring it. So I know we have a member who recently was just saying how excited she was because she climbed the wall three times during her half-hour segment and rang the bell every time. I mean, these are the kinds of achievements we're Mm -hmm. watching our members attain and that we're there to help them support them do that. Right. Can you talk about our youth program? Four years ago, we started a summer camp with kids. Before that, the only program we had done with kids in several years was wheelchair basketball. So four years ago, we started a camp. We did nine weeks of camp. So our camp is for kids from 5 to 17 with any kind of physical challenge. And we do all kinds of activities. I mean, they have the best time. They do art, they do sports, they do all kinds of adaptive recreation, they do outings, uh, they do all the sports, they do the climbing wall. The kids just have a great time. I mean, and they come back week after week, some kids do, and um, I mean, most of our kids, they want to come again and again. And then the other part of that, during the school year, we have after-school programs where we do trails in the community, we do Artastic, which is art after school. We do awesome athletes where they get to try different sports. And we also do the climbing wall during the day for homeschool kids. So we've got a lot of different things going on for kids. And we're always expanding, always looking for ideas, and always looking for ways to where we can reach more kids so that they know we're here and that there's something there for them. I think that's such an important piece is that we're such a valuable component to this Tulsa community. And just letting people know that we exist is huge, right? That That's how we're able to serve more people and really promote the cognitive, mental, and physical wellness of a population that has a physical challenge. 
I also just want to mention we also do fall break camp and spring break camp with our youth program. So when, you know, school's on break and families with youth with physical challenges are not sure what opportunities are out there, we're out there. It's pretty awesome. And it's amazing to see these kids. And again, it's amazing to see all that they're able to accomplish by being a part of the program. Well, and the support they get from one another. I mean, I think that's the the neatest thing to watch is these kids making friends with one another and just the support and how they encourage each other. It's just wonderful to be able to see that. As we've talked about the people that we serve, we keep saying members. Tell me how one becomes a member of the center. Well, there's, you know, a lot of different ways that people may hear about the center. Uh, Sometimes they will hear about it or their family will hear about it when they're in rehab. Uh, That may be inpatient rehab or when they're getting some outpatient services. Some people hear about it from word of mouth or other ways like that. So when you hear about the center, a lot of people will just call and say, can I come? Can I look? Can I schedule a time? And so you just come down and and you get a tour of the center and you find out if it's going to fit with what your needs are, what your goals are. Uh, There's an application that lets us know if you have any kind of restrictions about what you can or should do or not do and what your physical challenge is. And so we do an intake and kind of get a baseline of things, find out what you want to do, what your goals are, and then we get you set up. You get the first month free, so you can figure out if this is going to work for you or not work for you. If you need help with filling out a lift application or anything like that, we can do that. We're licensed, and we can fill out the professional part while you or your family fill out the other part. So we can try to get you set up to where you can do the things you need to do. And the other program we have with that and we evaluate for is transition services. So with transition services, it may mean that for some reason you're still getting some rehab or for some reason it's discontinued, but we feel like you could still make the progress you need to make to be independent at the center. So we're going to provide those one-on-one service working with you to improve your transfers, to improve your mobility or improve your cognitive abilities to be able to be independent at the center. So all of that's kind of been the initial intake, and that's how you become a member. So you mentioned that the first month's free, and we realize that things could change at any time. But right now, if someone wanted to be a member, what's the ongoing cost? So if you want to be a member in our base package, which is probably about 80% of everything we offer, uh, it's some art, it's some fitness, it's some adapt, it's all of adaptive sports, I believe. It costs $20 a month. And that includes most everything. But if you want 100% of everything, which includes aquatics and yoga and some higher price art like stained glass and the ceramic sculpture, that's $30 a month. Uh, we also offer scholarships. We do not want finances to ever be the reason that somebody doesn't have the ability to come. So we will do whatever we can to encourage you to be able to come without finances being the barrier. Because we understand that there are a lot of other barriers, and it's hard to start something new anyway. So we try to provide every opportunity we can so that you can be a member. So we've talked about all the amazing things that the center offers. We've talked about steps to go through to become a member 
to learn more about us, it's tulsacenter.org. So you can go on our website and learn more about us. But I think another important piece is just how do we ensure that our members are being able to be a part of what we offer? And we mentioned earlier, you know, that support system that's created there. Can you talk more about that and and how these relationships are made and how they really impact the physical and mental wellness of our members? Members, somehow, when you take a class, I think it it works best when you take a class, not just go to the fitness center. But if you take a class, you've got to understand that people are going to be very welcoming Um, They tend to want to talk to you, and they just kind of somehow pull you in. And I I think that's true of members. I think it's also true of staff. If you're a new staff, they're also going to want to know you. So I think it's just that curiosity and um, caring about each other that you just get that feeling throughout the center that, It's just an amazing environment. So I think that that just helps people feel better about being there and wanting to do as much as they can with other people. Even if you're an introvert and, you know, you really don't need a lot of social, just having that human contact is so helpful in your recovery or in your maintaining your ability physically, emotionally, and mentally. So I think all of that just helps, helps all of us. And how do we engage caregivers? Pretty much the same way we engage members. Other members just talk to them like, you know, everybody treats people like they're people. And everybody seems to care about everybody. So there's caregivers that are family. There's caregivers that are hired caregivers. And all of them are just part of the group. So people ask me all the time during an interview, if I come with the member, what do I have to pay? And I tell them, you are welcome here. There is no fee for a caregiver or a family member at any time. You are always welcome. You're welcome to come to the classes. You're welcome to participate with your family member or your care person. We want you there. So nothing's going on that you can't be involved in. They're very welcoming. So where are we located? We're at 815 South Utica. We're right across the street from Quick Trip. That's what everybody says. They're like, oh, you're right across. And then we're also really close, catacornered to Hillcrest Hospital. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things. We're just north of Hillcrest and St. John's and just down the road. So drive by anytime. Anytime. And our parking, I tell everybody, you get into our facility from either 8th, uh, Wheeling, or on 11th Street. So... If to get into the where, where we're at, that's where you need to come in. How do you get centered at the center? How do you mesh with its mission? I think myself and probably most of the staff, we get centered by just being with people and seeing people where they're at and trying to help them. I mean, I think every day you can feel like somehow, whether you just compliment somebody or smile at somebody, and get that back, just that give and take that you get every day, centers us all. I love that. Well, Vicki, I thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And as we sign off all, let's get centered together. 